Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And I'm Ange. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 155, South America Overview Part 2. This week we're talking about our time in Chile, Uruguay and Argentina. Yeah, and we've got Ange uh, back in the studio with us once more. Welcome back. Thank you. And by studio, we mean we mean dorm room. Yeah, and by back, we mean 10 minutes after we stopped the last recording. <laughs> Greg, I can't believe you told them that. It's it. a little bit of post-production magic going on here, guys. You're destroying the dream. <laughs> well, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Audible. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player as you wish. And you can pick up a free trial subscription through us. We listen to audiobooks all the time when we're on long bus and plane journeys, along with a healthy dose of podcasts. Mm. We've definitely been on a lot of long oh, bus journeys. Not so many plane ones, but definitely bus journeys recently. Yeah, we're coming off a 15-hour journey from Mendoza to um, Buenos Aires today, so if we're a bit slower than normal, <laughs> that would be why. It was incredibly long. So while we've got Angie with us, she's the designer behind the Art of Solo Travel book that we released recently at artofsolotravel.com. Yeah, if you buy it, you can see my name in the credits. <laughs> How's that for awesome? <laughs> I reckon you should buy it just so you can just to check that I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah. You can also see her awesome work. It really is incredible. Yeah, I think it's the most beautiful ebook I've ever seen in my entire life. Aww. I'm not even joking. Linda Thanks. Martin, please dismiss. <laughs> Smooth. So yeah, we were saying before that we should get Anjan as a replacement voice for Linda, but I think we're just going for graphic design skills. Yeah, I don't have any of those. <laughs> Smooth. So I've got Ange slave laboring at the moment, trying to make us some new iTunes cover art, so hopefully we'll have uh, something prettier instead of our smiling green green bodies on the, uh, the Indie Travel Podcast cover art sometime soon. Yeah, I don't think we even have those jackets anymore, so... No, it's a bit, a bit sad. Are you going to do a, a reader vote on... Um, cover art? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so... Um, so now you so, provide five designs. Yeah. Well, that was, I thought that's what we had talked about. Yeah. That was three. Yeah. <laughs> 17, nine. Yeah. Okay, so now there's a time commitment. Some, sometime after this goes up in two weeks, well, in one week, actually, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll run that competition. Awesome. Sweet. Cool. I'm looking well, forward to it. let's talk about South America. So last week, we had just finished talking about the Ioni Salt Flats, and uh, coming off them, so we finished up, um, well, we were about to cross the border to uh, San Pedro de Atacama. Yeah, so it was Angie's first time in Chile. How was it for you? It was all right. I don't think that, having now been to real Chile, I don't think that <laughs> San Pedro de Atacama counts as real Chile because I don't think we met any Chileans while we were there. No. It's like the, it's the Chilean equivalent that I've been to of Queenstown in New Zealand mm -hmm. or Phuket <laughs> some of the islands in Thailand yeah for sure I mean we arrived and we just found a hostel and our plan for going there was to do all sorts of things that we'd actually ended up doing on the salt flat tours so we didn't really need to do anything in, um, in San Pedro yeah I think the tours there from all of the photos we've seen and people we've talked to the doing the salt flat tour is much better than doing the day trips out from, from San Pedro for sure I think there are some amazing day trips mm -hmm. From there, but yeah, with a, with a time constraint, you can't do everything. That's right. And it's the kind of place where people hassle you anytime you step out the door to buy a tour, stay at a hostel, go to a restaurant. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, on our last day of the Salt Flats tour, we'd been in the, um, we had those hot pools and it was snowing while we were in the hot pools. It yeah. was awesome. It was so great. So we arrived in Chile and that was fine. But that snow actually closed the, um, the frontier. So we couldn't leave Chile on the day that we planned to. We bought our tickets, but when we went to the bus station, they said, no, you can't leave. Come back tomorrow. Actually, they didn't. They said, come back this afternoon. And then they said, no, tomorrow. So we had an extra day in, in uh, San Pedro. And it was actually awesome because, because of the snow and because of the rain of those two nights, we hadn't been able to do the one thing that we kind of decided we wanted to do, which was the astronomy tour. So um, the night that we weren't supposed to be there anymore, Angie and Craig and I all went out and um, did this astronomy tour. Do you guys like it? Oh, it was amazing. There's definitely a reason to go to San Pedro. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah, just an amazing, amazing sky. Just so, so little light pollution out in the middle of the desert. And um, this crazy French guy set up, I don't know, maybe about a dozen telescopes now. Mm-hmm. Is just, just installing some new ones when we were there. And um, oh, it was really enthusiastic and an infectious kind of enthusiasm in, yeah. in what he was what he was talking about and what he does so that was really cool and we met up with the guys from the mood to travel blog as well yeah. who oh, were yeah. who are passing through they're back in the uk now but they were uh yeah we just intersected nicely along the way yeah and um oscar and sasha came to see us which was really awesome mm. the guy we um met up with in when we were in antifagasta and sasha one of my friends from new zealand came over from antifagasta and saw us that was really really awesome it was good to see them mm. so yeah i had a really good time in san pedro even though it didn't feel like a Chilean experience. It felt like a good touristy experience. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm 50-50 on whether I'd recommend it. If you want to go and see the, the natural beauty things, like the salt flats and the, the lagoons and things like that, then yep, it's worthwhile. If you're interested in like casual hobby astronomy, it's definitely worthwhile. If neither of those things flick your bick, San Pedro itself is not somewhere to go it's a jumping off point for the activities around it yeah we had a good experience because we had good people but i think you can have those kind of good experiences anywhere Mm, yeah so after san pedro we managed to finally cross the border although um the journey that we went on was supposed to be one of the most beautiful journeys in south america and we ended up doing it by night we're supposed to do it (laughs) by day but the bus kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back but we managed to get to salta in the end anyway so that was the most important thing and while we were there, we stayed with Lee and Noah and their kid Leela. It was awesome. Yeah, those those good times. That's um, thefutureisred.com if you want to check out um, Lee's blog. But yeah, it was it was a really nice place. That's somewhere I'd consider living. It's it's nice. It's got beautiful colonial architecture. There's a nice kind of slow style of life, and um, yeah, it was really it's, pleasant. Mm. Yeah. And from there, we hired a car and went and did some wine tasting down in Cafe Arte. And that was really awesome as well. We found the style of wine tasting quite interesting. A lot of the bodegas only let you try their lowest level wines, which we found weird because we, we had already tried a lot of them because they were the kind of range that we could afford. And so it didn't seem to add value to us. We could have done more tours and paid more money, but we decided we didn't want to do that. Yeah, if you're wine tasting independently, you're you're stuck I was like can I try that how much will it cost to try that nothing it was it was impossible they wouldn't they wouldn't open a bottle for for tasting of of their higher higher wines unless you're on a on a tour yes that was was a bit sad it was weird we went to one winery where they they had three wines on on tasting one low range one mid range and one high range and in the end we bought the high range one which is 
Because it was the only and decent some wine. And some drinks. And, and some drinks. Yeah, because it was so. the only decent wine we had the chance to try yeah. while we were there. It, it was, was a little bit sad, but it was a good experience. And I really enjoyed having a look around the wineries and seeing how they made the wine and everything. Yeah. If you're new to, to wineries and the winemaking process, they do, quite a few of the bodegas will do a tour and explain their process and mm-hmm. how they do it. So so that's really good if, if that's what, what you're into. But if you've visited a lot of wineries like we have You've kind of done that a few times. Yeah. 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 So that was a bit sad, but it was an interesting experience anyway. I have to say, the drive around there was just stunning. There was barely a corner we turned on that day and then coming back from Karchi back into Salta, which even though the weather was horrible um, and we had really low visibility, it was still stunning. But that first day, that drive from Salta down to Cafayate is... Yeah. Unbelievable. It's incredible. Our mouths were just hanging open the whole time. So from there, another long... Oh, we had the fun <gasps> bus trip. 24 we, hours? It was incredible. We caught a bus from Salta to um, to the border with Uruguay. What was it called? No, this is when we went to no, Puerto No, we went to Puerto Oguasso. Oh, we went to Puerto Oguasso, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it was, yeah... Was it 24 hours? 24 hours. 24 hours. This is a good time to mention our sponsor once again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just I I drained an iPod battery on on listening to stuff. There was... It was a really long trip. But it was much better. We were trying to decide, would we have preferred to do two 12-hour trips or like three kind of nine, eight and nine-hour trips? And we just decided we're just going to do it because there wasn't anywhere we wanted to stop on the way. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. I... No, it was too bad. It was not too bad. I I don't mind long bus trips actually. I yeah. think Linda's jealous because I can I can sleep quite easily on. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> bus trips, but the the decision to do do it in one leg, I was really happy with because if you do it in two, that means another uh, finding a hostel. It means another checking out at some ridiculously early hour. More walking to and from a bus mm-hmm. station with with your bag, heavy bags. So I'd rather just get it all over and done with, and then be somewhere. We got a really nice hostel at yeah. Guadalajara that we really liked. So it was nicer to spend a night there than sure. in a place where we weren't actually going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I think we chose the right time. We left at about three o'clock, so we had the afternoon on the bus. But then we just slept until really late, woke up at like 11, and then it wasn't too much longer yeah. on the bus after that either. Mm. So it wasn't actually too bad. Yeah, it's true. We got through it. We got we through it. Now, we talked about Porto Iguaçu and the Brazilian and Argentinian side of the falls really recently. So maybe we'll just fly past that. And what, what, what was your favourite side? Uh, <laughs> I don't like it when you make me choose. <laughs> it was, both of them, just really stunning. Uh, and we did it in the right order too, I think. Yeah. Brazilian side first. Why is that? Because after that first day, I was just like, wow, the Brazilian side's amazing. It must be the best side of the falls. <laughs> but then we, then we went to the Argentinian side and it was just completely different. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't done it the other way around, but <laughs> I think we did it all right. But yeah. They both had different things to offer. I mean, they both gave you a really awesome view of the falls, but I think going to both is definitely a good idea. Mm. Um, yeah, well, should we skip down to, um, should we talk about this horrible bus journey we had with lots and lots uh, and lots of misleading, conflicting, and um, sometimes just downright wrong information? Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult to get to Montevideo from Puerto Guasu than we thought. We could have just gone straight from Puerto Guasu to Buenos Aires and then across to Montevideo, but we decided to take the slightly shorter journey and um, go to a border town. What was it called? 
Concordia. Concordia, that's right. And um, apparently there were heaps of buses across the border from Concordia all the time. Every hour. Every hour there weren't. There were two and (laughs) we missed one. (laughs) The the point... My my first sticking point is that we were told we get dropped off on the side of the road. It's about a 10-minute walk from the highway into where the bus terminal was. It was six kilometres, and the bus driver, when we got dropped off on the side of the road at six seven. in the morning, seven in the seven morning? Seven in the morning, it was still dark. It was still yep. dark. Um, I remember that. We got that. tapped on the shoulder, woken up, get off the bus. Yep. So still half asleep. Yep. Yep. There was one but taxi. At least he tapped on the shoulder and didn't just drive past. That's <laughs> true. There was one taxi driver sitting there on the side of the road um, and trying to get us to get in this taxi with him and go into town. I'm like, no, the woman at the bus station in Port Orgas who told us it was just a 10 minute walk. And we double checked with the bus driver which way is it into town and he kind of went, I think it's that way, but it's a long way, and it's definitely not safe to walk. Yeah. We're like, um, okay, Mr. Taxi Driver, come yeah, back. We will. <laughs> we will go with you at your extortionate price. Thanks. <laughs> yep. So that was annoying. And then, so we got into the bus station. There was supposed to be a bus every hour. According to our happy salesperson in Porto Aguasso. Yeah. Well, the two that we spoke to, I'm sure they yeah. gave us the same they did. information. They did. They gave us the same They did. So there wasn't a bus until one o'clock, and we'd arrived at... 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. Yeah. And uh, so we managed to get on that bus, although they weren't sure if it was going to go because the bridge was down. But it was okay. We managed to get it in the end. And luckily, the, we could get on that bus. And then there was a connecting bus that we could get from the, um, like the sister town. Mm. And we only just managed to make that in time after our fun at customs. Luckily, that wasn't too bad. But we did have to give up the mandarins. <laughs> oh, I'm still sad about that. Yep, organic produce and border controls. So we, we, were, we were hoping to arrive in Montevideo at 5 o'clock. We ended up arriving at 8 o'clock. And that was the earliest we could have possibly arrived. But luckily, uh, we were met at the bus station by Matthias, and his girlfriend arrived at exactly the same time as us, so it all worked out fine. Yeah, so we had a cool couple of days in um, in Uruguay just doing family stuff, really, with mm. with uh, a friend, Matthias. His dad opened up amazing bottles of wine from his... <laughs> yes, from the cellar. <laughs> from the cellar. And... It's like, you don't need to go wine tasting here. We have everything downstairs. And he said, when you come back, we'll open some more wine. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. We, just, we just arrived. He came home at nine o'clock and we just... Um, Matthias started up the barbecue and we just had a really, really awesome evening uh, chatting with Matthias, Josefina and uh, Matthias' dad. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And then they took us to uh, their grandmother's lake house. Just um, near to uh, the beach resort of Punta del Este, mm-hmm. which is apparently where all the beautiful beaches are, where all the Argentinians go on holiday. Yeah, where all the beautiful people go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's why we were a couple of k's away at the lake. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was beautiful. just really low-key, hanging out with, with friends and yeah, just chilling. So I don't think there's anything I could really recommend about... Uruguay or Montevideo that I could say to to, do. to someone else to go and do because we were just chauffeured around the place going going to little local hideaways and unless you've got a friend with a grandmother with a lake house in the <laughs> middle of the forest of <laughs> yeah. um, until we got to Colonia that's where we were kind of oh no in Montevideo and our last night we had to stay in a hostel and we we had some hassles there with uh, with paying. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So <laughs> go on, do do your rant. Okay, so when we asked the price, we were told how much it was in US dollars, which is fine. A lot of places um, price things in the local currency in US dollars, so you can choose to pay in whichever one you want. 
So when we went to pay, we want to pay in Uruguayan pesos, of course, because we're in Uruguay. So why would we want to pay with any other currency? And they said, oh, well, it's this much US dollars. And I said, yeah, but I want to pay in pesos. So they said, well, um, okay, you can you can pay in pesos. But they um, they converted it from US dollars to pesos at a not flattering exchange rate. So I ended up having to pay more because I was paying in the currency of the country I was in. Ah, so frustrating. I just completely disagree with it. And I'm feeling, feeling a bit sad about that. Right. So that was Montevideo. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Montevideo was awesome and we had a really awesome time, but I just don't understand why all of the hostels priced their beds in US dollars. Mm, don't no, they like their currency? Sense. They've got a very nice currency. <laughs> I don't see what's wrong with it. It's, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Montevideo is a lovely city, though. The buildings are gorgeous. It's mm-hmm. nice to walk around. We went to some, like, a nice museum yeah, with cool. a local artist. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice cafes. I really liked Montevideo. It was a really pleasant place, eh? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like flashy and with heaps to do, but I really enjoyed it. After that, we went up to... Um, Colonia. Colonia, that's right. There's all these sea places I get confused. <laughs> and, yeah, we just relaxed there for a couple of days. Craig and I had a really awesome game of chess. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. Um, <coughs> <Guess> so, <laughs> Colonia is an interesting town. It was built and rebuilt and taken over and retaken over by almost all of the colonial powers that came to South America. Yeah, so um so the name Colonia really really does fit, but it's got this amazing old architecture, really wide avenues as most of the streets and um yeah, it's on on the river River Plata, so there's you know, nice harbours and riverside walks and yeah, it was it was a really pretty place. But it was beginning to get cold. This yeah. was the, the start of the cold time, as, uh, as winter set in. Um, and is it Colonia, they say, has a really good, really nice cafe culture. Mm. And I think I think we found that. Yeah, yeah. we, we spent quite a lot of time in cafes. We had that awesome Parisha as well. Yes. That was mm. so good. That was lovely. Yeah, down in the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the, old, the name of that place. In the old it town, there was, there's quite a few nice restaurants and cafes yeah definitely and some nice little design stores too with some um uruguayan uh, yeah uruguayan art or um design pieces yeah it was like there was a whole side of town i didn't find until our last evening when we went and walked around to the battlements Uh like wow look at all these interesting little alleyways and streets and little designer shops and and we're leaving in the morning (laughs) <laughs> so, we saw them by evening light yeah so it's a bit a bit late for that so definitely yeah get your walking shoes on and, and wander around Colonia yeah it's not big but there's a lot there mm. so. well, you can hire golf carts instead of cars it's hilarious all the places yeah. like Hertz and all the, the rental car places were hiring out golf carts um, which I thought was quite funny that was but an awesome idea it was yeah. dangerous when you had little one metre high vehicles <laughs> coming up to you at hip height <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah Oh, we'd better move on. Let's talk about our time in Argentina because we're already at the nearly at the twenty-minute mark. <laughs> so let's push. Argentina started in Buenos Aires. We only spent an hour there, so we then went up to Rosario, where we had an awesome time hanging out with um, the family of an ex-flatmate of Angie Janine's. Follow that chain. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, Just we also so hospitable. They yeah. were Argentinians in our experience have been. 
amazingly hospitable and cook really good meat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool couple of days there on our and during that time was the bicentenary. It was the start of the bicentenary. It was the start of the bicentenary week. So um, you know, this is two hundred years of Argentina being a nation, being independent from Spain and um, so the the parties were, were beginning. It was quite yeah. fun. There's flags hanging everywhere from every floor of every building. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. Everything was blue and white. Yeah. And yeah. we went to a, a concert in the, right. in the in the in the the flag square, yeah, the Plaza de la Bandera, yeah, and that was really cool. That's so. where they designed the flag. Was well, it? they first the... raised the flag or something? There's a flag yeah. museum. Yeah. All the flags of South America, of America, yeah. all the Americas. Yeah, that's New cool. Zealand wasn't there. Was <laughs> we got told it's because we're not part of the Americas. Fair enough. Ge- geography for the win. <laughs> um, yeah, and on the way out of town, we spent just half an hour with one of my ex students who started up a band there called um, Sir Le Monde, I think it is, mm-hmm. around the world. Sir Le Monde? Under the, mm, I'll check it out, chuck it in the show notes. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good to see someone I haven't seen for like five or six years and see him in his hometown instead of. The other way around. Yeah. So, and we got to weird. Buenos Aires in time to celebrate the bicentenary. Yeah. So that was really awesome. And when you say in time to celebrate, you mean there were two million people between the bus station and the hostel <laughs> we had booked. We're just in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were walking up through the um, through Avenida Nueve de Julio, and it was just packed, packed, packed with people. It's quite a really, really, really wide road. It's actually made up of three roads. And, about, I, and I think one of them's about ten. Lanes. lanes across yeah. at one point. Yeah, so it works out to about 14 or 16 lanes, something ridiculous. something like that. And we were just like fighting our way across. And someone said, are you lost? And we're like, no, we know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Although we are surrounded by two million of our closest friends. Yeah, carrying, to pull carrying our backpacks, our backpacks. So, yeah, and not be pickpocketed while we walk through these crowds. It was fine. Oh. So yeah, we had a couple of days celebrating. We went out every night and joined the throng. Yeah. And we uh, met up with a friend of a friend. Of another ex-flatmate. Oh, my ex-Argentinian flatmate. <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, it was good times. And now we're back in Buenos Aires right now. So maybe we'll talk about Buenos Aires in more detail in Next a few time. weeks after we've we've had our last week or so here. Yeah. Um, but so it was here that we said goodbye to Janine, and that was really sad. She's headed off to England, and now she's in Africa. We're really jealous. She's put some awesome photos on Facebook. Yeah. Really, really great. But um, for the last week, we spent time in Mendoza which was cool. And Ange and I did a jaunt over to Santiago, which is really awesome too. Do you guys want to talk about that first and then we'll talk about Mendoza as we close off? Sure. So, yeah, we took the bus trip from Mendoza to Santiago, which was the most amazing bus trip I've ever taken in my life. We I'd say so. We go up over, over the Andes. Yes. And the border is in the middle of a tunnel through the mountain. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the snow on the mountains. Yeah, it was just... It's amazing. So yeah, people pay a lot of money to do these tours up into the mountains, and we just paid our regular bus fare and got it for free. Yeah, and we got the front seats of the bus. Yeah, so that was really nice. And I found it really awesome when we arrived in Santiago. I pretty much knew where to go, so I knew how to use the metro, and I knew where I needed to go. We got a map, and um, we got we were staying with Maria Paz again, who who was um, we stayed with her the first time we were in Chile. So it was really good to see her and her family again. And Valparaiso, you said that was a real. Yeah, really Valparaiso cool was um, a highlight of the, of the trip, for sure. We um, took the bus there in the morning and spent the day wandering around the just the hills where they've built all the houses up into the hills. And it just looks really stunning from um, 
when you're down near the water, all different colours, and then you get up there and the streets are just filled with street art, mm-hmm. some official, some not official, <laughs> some, uh, yeah, stencil art and all sorts of things. And Yeah, and we had awesome food all day. We had, part, oh, well, they're called completos over there. Yeah. Sausages with, uh, like, salsas and... Um, Avocado and all oh, was good. Veggies and yeah, and we had sopapillas and churros and all oh, sorts of things. Yeah. So good. Churros with dolce de leche. Mm, yeah. yeah, it was a good gastronomic day. We rode the <laughs> funiculars, these mm-hmm. old car things that run up tracks up the hill to take mm-hmm. you up the hill, which was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was just a really really awesome day, and we managed to get back in time to catch the last metro home, which we were a little bit concerned about because it was a Friday, and so we were concerned that we might like miss missed the last metro because we had to wait for our bus back from Balbo but it was all right it was a good and everyone seemed to be leaving Valparaiso in the evening to go back to Santiago it was yeah so many people I think a lot Mm. lot of people were arriving as well Mm. because there were a lot of people milling around the bus station yeah and the rest of our time in Santiago was great too I mean we did um, some things that I hadn't done when we were there last that was cool like going up the funicular there yes and Mm. we had great ice cream at uh Oh. <laughs> the best ice cream in Santiago. <laughs> if you Google it, you might find it. <laughs> oh, we also had terremotos. Terremotos. Yeah, that was yes. awesome. That bar, man, it was like a like a. So terremotos are like a pineapple ice cream and cheap sparkling wine and. No, it's just white wine and grenadine. Yeah, maybe a bit of pisco. We're not entirely sure. Yeah, but it seems to be this bar seems to be the haunt of, like mostly guys, of all ages. But um, it was like being in, in a saloon in the nineteen thirties. Yeah, in, a, in a, a you know a port. Yeah. <laughs> it was just people grabbing grabbing us and drunk people everywhere. Shout brawls every five seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was bad enough. We were with Maroni, and so he was acting as bodyguard, but we were still. I can't imagine what it would have been like if it was just the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> much the same, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did get rather a lot of notice, and everyone wanted our photo. Yeah, which is a bit strange. So. That was strange. Odd indeed. Well, we're going to have to leave it on the strange note because once again, time is running away from us. So we'll have to leave um, wine tasting in Maipu and the Mendoza Valley and um, a great day. We should say thanks to our, uh, our hosts for our last day in, in Mendoza. Yeah. We, um, when we were in Santiago, Maria Paz and Christoph asked us to bring a present back to their friends who live in Mendoza. And so we did. And so that's how we met Mauricio and Sabrina. Sabrina. And they were just awesome. We had a nice evening with them um, on the first night after we came back and then after that yesterday they took us up into the mountains and out to their um, Mauricio's brother's house and we had lunch out there it's just really cool so thanks for that guys really cool <laughs> it, was cool. it was freezing it was it was snowing when we we're up in the mountains and uh, certain snowballs were thrown that shall not be remembered we started it <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to remind you again that Audible is offering free audiobook downloads to you, our listeners. Um, you can't get this deal on the homepage, but if you do go to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Audible or forward slash Audiobook, if that's too difficult to, uh, to spell, um, then you'll get a free subscription, free trial period for two weeks and um, be able to download one free book in that time. So um, I've recently been listening to The Hobbit, which is one of my favourite books, and I enjoy it a lot. I think that Tolkien's work really really comes to life when it's being read, just that mythic style that, that he wrote in. So, um, yeah, you can download a free audiobook yourself from IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash audible or forward slash audiobook. And if you do pick up The Hobbit, then uh, let me know what you think. 
Well, I think that's pretty much us for this week. So, Oh, don't forget the Facebook competition. Oh, yeah, the Facebook photo competition. Don't forget to visit, like the photos you like, or upload some photos if you would like to be part of it. Mm-hmm. You can say bye now. First, I'd like to say thanks heaps for Ange for coming on the show. It's been really good talking to you. You're welcome. And traveling with you. I'm sad you're going. Yeah, get out already. <laughs> Ange just planned me the birthday from hell for tomorrow which i put all this work in and he's just not grateful i've planned a whole day full of activities and he just does he's just not grateful for it yeah because it's all the things that he hates most in the world (laughs) (laughs) well we'd really better go so until next week travel well